0: Hey, I'm Ken Vermeil and this is another episode of Absolutely, the podcast where you learn how to build, measure and grow apps that people love to use. Today, I want to talk to you about why are you looking for product market fit when you haven't even gotten problem solution fit? I know that you know, you hear, the, you hear all of the startup buzzwords. You hear, you got to do this. You have to hit this metric. You got to do that. But you're crawling before you're walking. You really want to at least ensure that you have problem solution fit before you jump right into problem uh, product market fit. Everybody loves product market fit because it's something investors love. It's been popularized by books. It's Sounds cool, right? Um, But a lot of people don't reach problem market fit, especially if they haven't gotten to problem solution fit. So here is the difference between both of these. For product market, for product market fit, you essentially have no time. If you're a founder or if you're part of the startup team, product market fit means that your hair is on fire. Everything is crazy. And you cannot keep up with the demand that your customers are giving you. It means that you need to run to a VC and say, Hey, look, we have so much work and so much money is coming in through the door. We need you to help us figure this out, right? You know, when you have product market fit, when life is difficult for you, but in and well, life is difficult for you and you're making money. So without both of those things, you don't have product market fit, what most especially early stage founders are in is they're trying to validate the solution that they've brought to the market Um, which is why you're in problem solution fit uh, which is again the step before product market fit so problem solution fit problem solution fit usually comes when you are you've built something right it might not be perfect might not be amazing but it does solve a problem now depending on whether or not you get to prop uh, product market fit depends on whether or not the pain that your solution is solving is high um for instance uh, i was listening to a a podcast that stripe put on the other day and the speaker, sorry, I forgot his name, but the speaker, he essentially said that there are a lot of startups who are building vitamins, right? They're not really building pain relievers. Now, the difference between a vitamin and something that relieves pain is, is pretty much vitamin C versus Tylenol, right? Take your vitamin C. you You know, it's good for you to take your vitamin C helps your eyes and you know makes you live longer all that cool stuff right but if you if you forget to take your vitamin c it's fine right it's not the end of the world you could take a double dose tomorrow i'm kidding don't do that but let's say if you have like a, a booming immense crazy migraine right you're gonna wanna make sure that you take your Tylenol because it helps you. The pain, it's hurting you. You're you're in so much pain that without the Tylenol, you're not going to be able to move forward. And you're not going to forget to take your Tylenol. Because if you do take your Tylenol, and it takes the pain away, the moment that the pain comes back, you're counting the hours since the last time you took a Tylenol. Oh, I got to take this every 12 hours. Now it's only been eight hours. Now I have to wait. Make sure that you're building and all I'm not uh, not actual tineo, but you know, metaphor and all that good stuff. You want to ensure that if you are gonna jump into building a startup, which is hard. There's no which ways around it. I've been uh, I've been in this field in the startup world for about for, for a long time. I have kids who are younger than my. My, uh, my experience here. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard whether or not you're building Tylenol or if you're building vitamin C. Therefore, you want to make sure that you put all your energy in solving the most painful problems. You don't want to start with a solution in mind. Um, for instance, right now there there, there are a bunch of AI kind of cool things that are out there all sponsored by you know uh, chat GP well not sponsored they have to pay for it uh, but they're you know the the next best thing for everything is just put powered by AI or uh, you know our platform does this also we sprinkled some AI, AI on top right it's a trend it's it is catching on I'm not gonna say that uh, you know don't quote me and say Ken said, this is never going to tr- catch on. Um, it is a trend. It's something that is kind of just being sprinkled everywhere, but it's not necessarily solving a pain. Now, in some contexts, it is solving a pain. For instance, if you don't have a copywriter, um, if you don't have a you know, video editor or anything like that, it does kind of fill in the gaps for that situation. But adding AI to your startup product is not going to help. What makes more sense is figuring out what are the biggest pains for your customers and building that. Um, So let's say if you have a product or if you have a product idea, what do you do with this information? Uh, What you should do is you should you really should be in contact with the people who are going to use your product. Uh, That means you have to have some type of like close relationship, whether that whether that be like you guys go bowling every weekend or you're, you're consistently in contact with them through some other means. You must absolutely must understand their problem because once you understand their problem, you can understand how much pain that this problem causes them. You don't want to say, Hey, this, there's this cool technology that's out there. I want to leverage this technology and use it for my benefit. And, you know, we could build this and that. Like we, we, we've we made that mistake in the past, uh, especially when the, the transition between PHP and Node.js, we were like, wow, Node.js is amazing. We're gonna use this for everything, right? Starting with the end in mind, putting in all of our time and our efforts within that the Node.js space. Um, and what ended up happening was, we were building things Well, we were building things and some of our clients were requesting us to build things that didn't really take the customer in mind. The technology is great. Awesome. But the, you have to take in mind what the use case is going to be. So, um, don't start with, don't start out with a, with a solution, figure out what hurts them the most and then solve that. That is actually the secret to business. I'm going to copyright it right now. Uh, Figure out what your customers need, not want, right? Don't figure out what technology is out there that makes sense, but figure out what they absolutely need and build that. That's it. Um, you don't have to do, uh, it could, everything could be terrible. You could have terrible code. It could look ugly. It can cost them a lot of money. It could be not cost-efficient at all. If all of those issues, right, uh, outweigh or sorry, if the issues, if all those issues are lower than the amount of pain that they feel, you get, get away with it. That's why, not get away, but you could build it and then eventually iterate towards a better solution. So, essentially, don't Build vitamins because people forget to, to build vitamins. That's how you get people signing up for a trial or that's how you get people saying, oh, man, this, this idea is amazing. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'll, if, if you built this, I'll, I'll definitely build it. You'll never hear from them again. You will never. <laughs> they will tell you. Um, we used to do customer interviews. We stopped doing the customer interviews the way that we did them mainly because there is a selection bias. If you bring a stranger in off the street and you say, hey, let's sit down, let's talk about this situation, we'll give you a gift card, they will say yes to whatever. Some people might not, right? But that's, that's very rare. In every solution that we, and I'm talking about 10 years ago, in every solution that we brought to the customers, and said hey would you buy this or is this interesting to you they all said yes we will buy it and zero people bought it so don't don't take people's word don't just take people's word what we found that makes a lot more sense is if you give them a lifetime 100 percent Uh, access to your product for some ridiculous price. Hey, look, we're building this product. It solves X problem. We will give you a lifetime, 100% guarantee license for this product if you give me $50. $50. If we don't build the product, we'll refund you the $50, but we just want to see if this is something that you're willing to invest $50 in. And in cases where the pain threshold was low, people were like, oh, no, not, it's, it's not really, you know, I'll think about it. Let me get back to you about it. You know, it's $50, right? It's it's just enough for it to not be like a split second, like, yeah, sure, here's it. Take my money, right? It's, it's just enough for them to, to actually think about it. In the situations in where the customers were really excited about like, oh yeah, $50, sure. Lifetime, like for real, can we get this in writing? Those are the products that do really well because they, are, they have good problem solution fit. Now, when you do get problem solution fit, you can iterate towards product market fit by making the UX look good, fixing the code, um, working on your marketing, actually a lot of your marketing just comes from talking about your customer's problems and saying, Hey, is this your problem? Here's the solution. Uh, So you really want to get this right, because then you'll have zero marketing or you'll have, you know, potential marketing that just does terribly because you don't know who your, who your audience is. And you also don't know who, what problem that you're solving. So essentially, I would take the time to really look at your idea. Let's say if you have a product that's already out there, that's in the app store, in the app stores, or it's a SaaS product, and you know, you're, you're, you're kind of getting mediocre results, right? You're not really getting the results that you, that you thought that you were getting based off of the problem that you were solving. I would take a step back. I would bring on a uh, Couple of people who are part of your user base, you know, set up a Zoom meeting. You know, Calendly is free for, for a little bit. Um, you know, say, "Hey, book some time with me," um, and talk to them about what their problems are. What you might find is that they had an idea of your product that you didn't build, and they're they're actually looking for a solution to their problem, and your problem your your product didn't really solve that. Right, this this happened to me. I was evaluating. Well, it, it happened to me, but it happened to me in a in an interesting way. There was a product which you know, I'm not going to name it because this might not be good for them. Uh, they had an ad on Twitter, and I looked at it and I said, "Wow, does it really do this? I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up for a free free trial. Sign up for a free trial." poking around for the the one the one feature i was looking for that one feature and i was confused i was like hey where where is that one feature uh so i called the founder and i was like hey what's what's going on right and he said um oh sorry these this person said oh you know we didn't build it yet but we we launched the marketing now this is a little bit controversial because by doing that it did validate that I had this pain and I really wanted to use it. But it tricked me into signing up and coming through their funnel and not tricked but it it got me to there but they weren't ready. Right? And they weren't ready by the time that I actually needed it. So what are some lessons here? One Make sure that you are actually solving a problem and that you're not building a vitamin because vitamins are nice, but Tylenol is better. Uh, make sure that you talk to your customers, spend time with them to really understand the the frequency of pain and also the how much the pain hurts. And three, only build something when you know that it has a high pain threshold, well, high pain amount. Other than that, you know go out there and build great products um and that's it for me uh me being ken vermil the ceo of vermilion sky i really have to work on these exit outros i kind of feel like they're like a comedian like dropping yeah. a mic but if you have any comments questions or concerns please reach out to me and i will talk to you soon